episode three of This One's For The Working Mama, bringing you the right type of distraction for your daily commute. Join in the movement of working moms who own their choice to work and strive to achieve a life with their soul on fire. Make a conscious effort to fill your daily drive with truth and wisdom that can abolish the working mom guilt for good and find community. I'm Katie Alexander, and this is your eight-minute devotion. Episode three, should you get that master's degree? If you find yourself asking that question, here's a spoiler alert for you. I can't answer that for you. In fact, if someone in your life is answering that question for you, I would caution you to consider the source and what insight they have into your life to impact that decision. Well, I'm not going to answer that question specifically for you. I'd love to unpack some underlying questions that might just help you narrow in on your own conclusion. Maybe you are the listener who already has the master's degree or doesn't even have a bachelor's degree yet and is contemplating your next step. Well, keep listening because this isn't just an episode about the initials that follow your name and representation of your accolades. This is about deciphering big steps in your career while considering what you might have to sacrifice at home. I was two years into my job when I started to noodle on the idea of pursuing a master's of health administration. My reasons for looking into this option were simple. I didn't have kids yet. I felt there was no time like the present and my work would reimburse almost 80% of the cost. The program I looked into allowed you to take three courses, non-degree seeking, prior to completing the full application and taking the GRE exam. I viewed those classes as a trial run and tried to convince myself that I would let myself off the hook of getting straight A's and feeling the pressure of being a real student. But you learned in the last episode that my people-pleasing tendencies were not going to let that free pass become a reality. I treated those classes like my life depended on an A, and I quickly remembered why I didn't go right into an advanced degree after my bachelor's. Three classes into the program, and on the cusp of signing up for the GRE exam, I also found out I was pregnant with Ella, and that really stopped me in my tracks. Why was I doing this in the first place? What was I training for? Trying to gain. And then I realized I didn't have to sit and wallow in all of these open-ended questions. I could start to find some answers. A master's degree is an awesome accomplishment, and it's a great thing to have. Besides getting to sign MHA behind my name on all my emails, I get to rest in the accomplishment of this higher education. Unfortunately, Neither of those two things were enough to get me to face my biggest fears of the GRE exam. A master's degree often advances you in your career and increases your income. For teachers and nurses, there's an immediate benefit to completing the degree. I had a pretty good idea what my boss was going to say when I walked in one day to ask her opinion. She confirmed it would not change my pay, my position, or my career track. It may open doors to other opportunities within our organization if I was willing to move departments. That was not my intent or interest, so this was a second strike. Then I took the conversation home, and I began to dialogue with my husband. He was also pursuing his master's, but he was one of the lucky ones who receives an immediate advancement. We talked about the growing baby in my belly, my current work demands, and my future work goals, and then he just flat out asked me, Katie, Why do you think you need this degree? Notice he didn't say want, because he knew this wasn't some deep, burning desire that I had stifled. He said need, 
because he knows me so well. I believed this was the natural progression for my life. I pushed myself in an intense program in high school. I graduated college in three years with honors, and to stop there just felt like, well, it felt like pulling the cart to a complete stop long before the exit. But when I digested the word need and evaluated the decision based on that motivation, it became clear to me that my motives were not career advancement or gaining knowledge. My motives were tied to self-imposed pressure to achieve that next big thing. Then I started to think about what big thing I was really after in that present day, and it was the one that was growing in my belly. The answer to this dilemma didn't come in neon lights or explicit clarity. Despite all the feedback I received from my boss and my husband, I knew they couldn't make this decision for me. I also knew that I didn't have to make this decision right in that moment either. I could table it, return to it, see what stirring took place in my soul when I decided to push pause. Pursuing that thing would not have been wrong or sinful, and even through prayerful consideration, I believe sometimes God leaves the decision up to us. It won't hurt or disrupt his grand plan, and he did give us free will. I've been reading, well, actually I should say savoring, the book The Next Right Thing by Emily P. Freeman, who is the expert on decision-making. In one of the early chapters, she discusses how she found herself in the same pit of decision about schooling. I love what she says here. We are conditioned to believe the only reason we should do things is if we know why, where we are headed, and for what purpose. No wonder we have trouble making decisions. If we don't have clear answers or sure things, then taking a big step feels like a risk at best and a wasteful mistake at worst. Sometimes a stirring in your soul, a thought that won't quiet, an idea or a pressure leads us down a path of advancing our education or changing our career or asking for that promotion. While we may not receive a telegram from heaven with explicit directions to get there, we can make that decision and move forward, placing our trust in the Lord. Because even in the face of the wrong decision, he will never leave us or forsake us. Today's reading in Proverbs comes from chapter 3, and it's that beautiful reminder to trust in the Lord and honor him with the best parts of everything. Trusting in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Proverbs 3, 5-7a through is a verse I have hidden in my heart since elementary church Sunday school. I rolled those words off my tongue for several weeks in order to recite them for the prize our church leader had put up. Eventually, they became more than just words and a mantra I rested on day in and day out. He will show you which path to take. He will direct your steps and he will guide you even if you step on the wrong path for a bit. The important part is where you put your faith. God uses the author of Proverbs to remind us that we are to put our trust in him because nothing else in this world was created to carry that weight. Trusting in our job, our degree, our spouse, or our own capabilities, those things were never meant to carry the burden of the decisions of this life. I didn't get that master's degree, and the primary reason, after I peeled away all the other layers of pros and cons, was that it did not point me closer to the life I wanted to live. I'm not talking about what it would have done for my career or my resume. I'm talking about the wholeness of my life. I wanted to be a mom, 
and God had granted me that desire, and I knew that I could still do that while working my job, but how much more did I need to add as a distraction to those two goals? That doesn't mean I'll never revisit this. If I feel that stirring again, I'll certainly check in with my soul and my motivation. So if you find yourself in this place of indecision or feeling the pressure, try to get alone with your thoughts, check in with your soul, and define your motivations. Consult the ones you love, but don't let their opinion bear all the weight, and give some deep thought to these questions. What is the life you are working towards? And does this decision set you on that path to carry you towards that or further from it? And then just leap. Do it or don't do it and trust in God along the way. Finish strong and read through the rest of Proverbs 3 today. Think about the areas in your life where you could use the application of a little more trust in the one who holds the pen that writes your story. Thanks for following along on episode three. To be included in all the upcoming episodes, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review if you want. Stick with me as we continue with this 31 days in the Proverbs. You won't be disappointed.